Hello and welcome once again to a conversation with friends. Let's see, we're not going to touch any buttons. We're going to stay out of the green room and just behave ourselves. Hi, it's me, Mama D. <laughs> My guest this evening, first off, thank you very, very much for accepting and for, um, ev- yes, please, everybody, push play. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, thanks for accepting and hanging around during, during the technical difficulties. <laughs> hey, Jordy. Good morning. How are you? I'm 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 losing my marbles, but hey, nothing else new there. <laughs> There's always something. Oh, uh, for some reason, I find when I'm a little bit stressed in the beginning, something happens to just sort of like smack me upside the back of the head and go, "Darling, why are you stressing?" So yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way. When when we get too stressed, things just don't go the way, and you just got to breathe. Okay. Then the universe is going, what are you, a pot? Stop. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Tell everybody in the First off, everybody in the chat room, thanks for hanging tight. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, thank okay, you. I don't, my doing good. Uh, Jenny, thank you very much for all your help. Carrie, hey, you're Mr. Lansford. Uh, we have a guest listening in. Yes, if you want to talk into the chat room, you're going to have to sign up to Intuit Talks, but you do still get to listen to our awesome voices. So, Jordy, tell everybody in the chat room a little bit about yourself. Okay. So, uh, thank you, darling, once again for allowing me to talk to all beautiful people this afternoon or the evening. I should say it's morning over here, early morning, like the crack of dawn morning, but it's all good. Um, it's I'm still tucked away nice and warm, which is awesome. So, I am a psychic medium. I've been doing this for roughly six years professionally, but last year was a bit of a a kick for me. I was actually made redundant March of last year, so now this is my full-time profession. I also teach as well, which I was told about 10 years ago I would be teaching, and I just went, yeah, right, sure. (laughs) It was funny. So I've been teaching for about two and a half years now and um, absolutely love watching people just... uh, be empowered. I don't teach for people to just be a psychic or a medium. I teach them to be empowered in what their path is being chosen for them. So, yeah, so it's a lot of good stuff. I, I test them a little bit, push them out of their comfort zones. And like I was about 12, oh, no, it'd be longer than that now, 18 months now, but absolutely love it and um, really enjoying my my journey so far. So, yeah, it's been good. Now, for those people who weren't here on my first show with you, which was at least a year ago, um, yeah. tell everybody how you first discovered your your abilities your your that that sort of pushed you out into the forefront. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> oh, where do I begin? Um, so basically about nine years ago, I was, uh, my mother and myself decided to, my beautiful mum decided to go up to the beautiful Gold Coast in Queensland, uh, Australia to do a internet workshop with Lisa Williams. Well, that's what we thought anyway, and we ended up having a thousand people there, so she was quite, she was like, oh, it's going to be intimate, and then it just ended up being a thousand people, but 
what I got out of it was the fact that a lot of my blocks and a lot of aha moments happened that weekend. So basically, I was pushed out of my comfort zone. Uh, we did psychometry and then we did uh, like a circle holding hands and connecting. And everyone said, oh, Geordie, you can do it first. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, mum's the medium. I'm just sitting here being connected with energy. It's beautiful. And then they said, no, 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 you, you go first. So I ended up um, connecting with a beautiful couple's daughter who had um, unfortunately um, passed away um, in interesting circumstances, but uh, sort of gave them a little peace of mind. And it was 10 years before I actually met with them. But, yeah, connected with uh, how she looked, what she was like, and uh, looked and saw sort of the accident through her eyes. So it was quite... Um, it was quite an interesting sort of start. I was literally like a blubbering mess connecting with this beautiful soul. But And then I just went on to do some sitting in circles for three and a half years with a beautiful teacher and and it just happened from there. So, But technically I've been connected. Well, we are all connected to this beautiful energy all our lives. It's just whether or not it's our path in this life to take it further or just sit with it and use it to um, advance ourselves in this on this path that we choose. So, yeah. So that was my bit of a kick up the butt about 10 years ago with Lisa. And, and yeah, I've done... And I have a friend like to say, that's when spirit pushed you under the bus. <laughs> oh, literally under the bus. Um, mm. And then I did... Uh, so the mediumship, the advanced mediumship course with Lisa and the advanced psychic with Lisa. So I've spent a couple of, couple of weeks with Lisa training and everything and just moved from there and worked on my own stuff, and, which is one of the major things that we have to do in this path is work on our stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. Now, um, I know that just recently you went on a cruise. Tell me about the cruise. Okay, so uh, that's a bit of a story, actually, how I got onto that cruise. I was made redundant March last year, and I was told, oh, get a passport, get a passport. And I'm like, this is from spirit, mind you. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, I'm redundant. I won't have money to travel. And they go, you're going to get a passport? And I'm like, yeah, right. And then someone talking to me just in general sort of conversation said, oh, you might have to get a passport now. You're going to start travelling with your work. And I went, yeah, no. <laughs> and then three weeks after I was made redundant, I was offered to do a teaching um, on a cruise. So that was in July and that was my birthday week and everything. So... Yeah, so we do teaching. There was five of us teaching over four days, so I had half a day, and uh, that was amazing. I did sort of some soul connection work, like soul reading work, and some higher self um, connection, so that was fun. And got to see the islands and everything as well, which was awesome. It was it was my first cruise ever, first passport ever, and uh, yeah, so it was it was lots of fun. I I definitely 
uh, love the cruise, love teaching, but wouldn't put them together because I felt like I couldn't relax. I didn't have time to just read or because everything was so busy on the ship. There was no downtime. But next time, it's just going to be cruise. No teaching, just cruise. <laughs> next time, it's just the cruise. You said you were on the cruise for four days and there was five of you teaching. So you had a half day of teaching. During the yeah. rest of the time, did you go to anybody else's uh, teaching courses? Because you said you yeah. really didn't get a chance to relax, so you were still kept busy. Yeah, so, yeah, the cruise was nine days. So we were two days at sea, four islands, and two days back. So basically it was like nine nights, I think it was. So, yeah, there was some days where I helped the other teachers out for a half day or, um, yeah, just sitting in there and helping them out with the other students and everything because there was 13 students to one teacher. So um, some of the teachers had certain sort of exercises to do that they needed another teacher in there. So I was in and out. I wasn't constantly in there but because uh, the days that we weren't teaching were on the islands, so there was no sort of real downtime to a sense. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, it was good. It was good, and we did platform, and we had a trance night as well, which was lots of fun. So, yeah, one of the teachers is a trance, um, does trance a lot. So I actually sit with her when she does trance, and. That's lots of fun. So we did a bit of trance on the boat and then we did platform, which was pretty cool. So, yeah. Or demonstration, I should say. So you've had your taste of teaching on a cruise. You teach mm. on land and you do readings mm. on land. And which is, I mean, aside from the cruise and, and being super busy, is it is it more, which is your favorite, teaching or just sharing the messages that you get? Well, it's yeah, I, I love teaching. I do love platform or demonstration work. I absolutely love that side of things because for, when it's a one, it, for me personally, this is just the way I, I sort of work it. I love doing one-on-one, definitely um, doing one-on-one readings and working with clients and everything and and but platform for me is just, I just get into a zone. So I'm not mm-hmm. just there for um, like just a one person, not to say that I don't love doing it. I love them. But being on platform, you get into a zone. So you sort of just, you know, just my quirky performance, Geordie, comes out. And it's it's just like it's no pressure for me. Whereas people think demonstration in front of 50 people is, is pressure for me it's I just get into the zone and just work I'm not I'm there for spirit I'm not there for um well I'm there for the people obviously in the audience but um to get the message for spirit is the the number one priority and making sure the message actually gets to the right person is my main aim so but yeah one-on-one I love it but Working on the ship was lots of fun too because it looked like I got some video of me doing the demonstration and it looked like I was drunk because it was really rough. So, <laughs> but I wasn't drunk. But um, yeah, you could see me swaying with the with the actual boat and everything. So, but, yeah. yeah, I think when it comes to the video, people will take into account that you were on ship because there yeah. is I I can't 
can't imagine. I know that the ships are big and they, they, you know, they work, but they still move with the waves of the ocean. So you're still gonna, you know, tip and toddle every so often, and it has nothing to do with much of anything else except for yeah. You know, the well, it was really. It was really funny because the last three days at sea was rougher than the first, like the the most of like the other six days. So yeah, and we did the demonstrations on the last night of the cruise. <laughs> that was fun. That's funny. People say that you know, like, like I asked that question whether you like the one on one more than the, the platform, and. I always think that for me, I'm going to get nervous on a platform because that's everybody staring at me. But I do love doing my Facebook lives because the thing is, I can't see people staring at me that way. So that's for yes. me. Is, is, and, I still, and I still focus on the one person. But I can sit there and I have, what do we have? We have, um, one second, let me see, take a quick check. We have uh, one, two, three, four, five. I'll say six people in the chat room. If I had six different people staring at me when I'm saying things, I like. Mm. So I still think <laughs> it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of chutzpah <laughs> yeah. to be able to stand in front and have people. Because that's my thing. Like that one on one, you only have like one, maybe two people if you're doing. You know, I've only done where like I have two best friends sitting, but to have more than two people staring at me that I can see looking at me, like yeah. So you know, congratulations on that. <laughs> <laughs> getting the chat room in part of camp. <laughs> well, it's really it's <laughs> yeah, Jenny, that's gorgeous. Um, I, I I sort of put it down to uh, I growing up I did dance on stage and I also did drama, so I maybe the stage because I'm so used to being in front of people. Mm-hmm. I feel that might be. Um, that training of being in a drama and doing performances and stuff, um, that's the easy part for me. It's more about the connections and whether or not spirit turn up is a different thing. <laughs> so true, so true. Uh, lately I've been getting new connections with spirit, so it's like, hmm. So, and it, it, a lot of people sit there and think, well, Jordan's been doing it for like, billion years she's got to know everything what a lot of people don't realize is no matter how far along we are on our path you're still learning we're still learning the moment that you sit there i have nothing to learn i think you're done on this this earth you know that's mm. my way of thinking nobody learning yeah. nobody stops figuring out like you know um there, there's there's a lovely lady in the chat room and and she's been doing it for a while she doesn't do it you know as much and she doesn't do it very publicly but she's real. She connected with me once, and I was like, she knocked me off my chair, literally. So, but mm. she still does it. She's learned. She's, you know, this is the thing. I think that a lot of people don't get. You know, it's like every professional, because I'm not saying that we're professionals, but everybody who considers themselves, you know, professional in their where they are at that moment in their trade, still continue to learn. Whether you're a plumber, yeah. a lawyer, a medium, a psychic, a healer. We all continue to learn, so I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, keep hiding, child. Keep hiding. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, and it's true. Like, there's some things that uh, I sometimes I wish I have, like, I record when I do readings and stuff because some of the things that spirit bring out, I just 
sort of, the, yeah, it's like you say, the, the day that I stop learning or the day that I um, don't get wowed by the fact that we bring, think what we bring through is the day I sort of have a bit of a rest for me. So, but I just love it. I absolutely, I'm always in awe about what they bring through and they do always test me. They always throw spanners in because um, I have certain things that I sort of, how, how I work and then they throw something in like a spanner and you just go, really? Now I've got to change all the way I read now so you can, like it works this way. But yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's awesome. Have you ever had somebody come through with a message? And I'll tell you why after. Um, yeah. That it just these are not your words, and you kind of like, eh, but you you have to say them. These whether it's in platform or on a one-on-one reading, that you just kind of like. Not that it doesn't make sense. I've heard of the stories where it doesn't make sense, but words that normally would not come out of your mouth, but are coming from spirit saying, "Look, say it this way." Well, have you ever had that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's really interesting, too, because when that happens, then they know it's that person. And it's yeah. like some things you just... Like, my favourite quote at the moment, and I won't swear on radio, because I have a warning now, because <laughs> um, I do expose and stuff. Um, it's like a little thing that says, this one does swear. So... <laughs> I, I try not to swear too much, but when spirit bring it through, that's their essence, so that's who they are. But um, there's some stuff that comes through, you just go, oh, I wouldn't say this, but does this make sense? And they go, yeah, that's exactly what and how they would say it. Or I'm getting to a point now where I'm starting to um, do a little bit more of them impressing on me so they actually take over um, what I say. So, yeah, it just, it totally blows me out of the ballpark every time it happens. But, yeah, I definitely say, you just can't make this stuff up. But I use different words. But that's my favourite quote at the moment. You just can't make it up. You just can't. It just, these things come through and you just go, wow, yep. It makes so much sense for the person. And then you just go, yeah, you just, because it's not about any. I was going to say, it's not about us anyway. It's about the beautiful client that's sitting in front of us or that person receiving the message in the demonstration. It's about them getting that healing, getting that closure or just having a bit of fun and knowing that their loved ones are around kicking their butt when they need it. So, yeah, that's that's the main, that's my main aim. So, yeah. Yeah, I like the, the the people in spirit are kicking our butts. Whether we like it or not, we have things to say. Now, the reason I asked that was because there, there are two sides to me. There is Mama D, who's, you know, proper and tries not to cuss on, on, on air. I haven't done it this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yet. <laughs> so when I'm, when I'm talking, I try and be as as respectful that you know i think okay would my mother make me say this you know would i say this in front of my mother and not want get have her want to wash my mouth out with soap but yeah. i was doing for the very first time i had i was doing a reading a week last week or so and usually i get what i call flashcards and yeah. they say swearing is a sign of high intelligence hoo-ha yeah <laughs> then darlene can really be smarty <laughs> 
Um, Thanks, Jenny. Like but that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to use that as a plaque over <laughs> over Charity's table as she reads. But the 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 gentleman, I what I call flashcard me, it says, "Don't call me a dick." I was like, "Excuse me, I'm not going <laughs> to say this to to the client." The first time, second time I'm talking to this woman, I'm not saying it. And then I heard nothing. There was no flashcards. So I was like, okay. And then I said, to my, I said, really, really sorry. And I hope this doesn't, you know, but, and I repeated it and she started to laugh. She said that was her grandfather. And I was like, phew, thank God. But then a little while later, she was talking about somebody else in the family, another male member of the family. And I heard, now there's a dick. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not doing this again, you know. And she said, yeah, it's true. When her grandfather was alive, that's what she called, he called this gentleman. And the gentleman's name was also Richard. And I was like, oh, God. But I was like, you know, Darlene, at work, I can use these words. But Mama D is like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, among it's, friends, it's, I don't mind. I don't words now and then, but, you know. It, that yeah, was something new for me. So. Yeah, it's quite funny though, because when you when you do it, they just go like you just go, mm. and it's interesting because when you said that to how you get the flashcards, and then you wouldn't say what they gave you next, they stop like it sort of it stops the flow. Yeah. So you basically get nothing from them, or there might be just a little like standstill, and you go, oh, hang on a second, have they dropped off? And then you just go, yeah. oh, okay, I've got to say this. And then the flow comes back again because what's, what's happened is you sort of we've stopped the flow of bringing out through the information. So it sort of makes sense when you said, oh, the flashcard stopped. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because yeah, they like want the to give. I like the way you put it. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's, I, I make it as, as like, you know, a petulant child when they say something and you don't want to answer them. And they cross their hands in front of their chest and go, hmm. You know, that yep. was that moment. I was like, I didn't want to say it. I was like, okay, fine. But I said, if I get in trouble, <laughs> this is not going to be a good show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yeah, you know what? It just it sort of leaves me, this work uh, that we do just leaves me in awe because you just, you, you don't know what's going to come next and you don't know who you're going to connect with. Uh, I mean, the hardest thing is when someone comes and sits in front of you and desperately wants to hear from a certain person and then um, they don't come through. I still leave at least five to ten minutes at the end of the reading to say, okay, is there anyone else you want to connect with? And then they go, oh, I desperately want to speak to this person. And so I go, okay, well, let's see if they're there because... Nine times out of ten, it's not the person that they want to hear from, but the person that comes through with the biggest message to them that they sort of still don't. It's like they they have a bit of a, I don't know if it's amnesia or sort of go, mm, it's like no, I don't want to, I don't want to speak to them, but they're the ones that have the strongest message. So it's sometimes really hard to sort of go, well, yeah, I understand that, but you've got to also realise that there's you've spent the time to come and sit in front of me, they've spent the time to come and speak to you, so you need to listen to that message for the minute, and then we'll move on to the person that you really want to connect with, because nine times out of ten, that person that comes through first are the strongest 
energy anyway. So, yeah, it sort of makes it a little bit hard when they sort of are a bit like that. Yeah, and I think it's also a lot of times what what are what sitters have they want this they want this specific thing, but spirit and their guides and their family and everybody else is like you may want this, but you need that, and we're going to give you that because that's what we yeah. know that you need. You know, and a lot of yeah. people forget that there's a difference between what we want and what we need. Yes, I want a big old house. But I just need something to, to, to shelter me from the weather. You know, me, my cat, my dog, my husband, you know, that thing. I want a mansion, Mm-mm. but I don't, it's, mm. it's a want, it's not a need, you know. Yeah. And I think it becomes the same thing when it comes to spirit. What do I want to speak to, you know, Aunt Jean? Yes, I do. But Uncle Joe decides he's got, he's got more important things than Aunt Jean. Aunt Jean may come around at the end, but, you know, the biggest personality, the biggest message, that that is is a need, not always a want. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's I think the human side of us too, wanting to know that everything's going to be okay, wanting to know that they're okay, wanting to know that they're they've had a beautiful transition and where they are now. And because that's for me when I do my readings or how I I work, or well, they work through me. Um, my main aim is. So they know that they're still around us. They've, they might have gone back to, they might have, <laughs> it's so funny when they sort of come through and they're sort of in their 80s and then all of a sudden they go back to their prime, which is in their 40s. And you go, ah, oh, mm-hmm. so now they're doing this. And they go, oh, yeah, that's what they used to do back in, like, when they were younger. So you go, ah, okay. Yeah. So they're just showing you that they're back free, happy. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's just... It, it just blows me away how it just goes, oh, yeah, that sort of makes sense. And you just go, they're showing you 40s. And they go, yeah, no, that sounds about right. <laughs> then motorcycles. Do you find that like, that happens a lot with with spirit that, like, I see, I mean, okay, just going to use me, but it's not really me. Um, I see my mother when she passed. What she lo- I know what she looked like when she passed. But when I hmm. think of my mom, I think of her as, what she was when I was a kid or what she was even younger than that. Like I've got pictures of her and that's, you know, that's the way. So do you find that spirit comes through more often the way they, the spirit wants to come through or more often the way the, the, the sitter remembers them? Uh, I think, see, okay. So uh, with the readings that I do, I would find personally that spirit comes through so the person the sitter can recognize them first mm-hmm. so if they passed in their 70s that would make sense uh, and then all of a sudden they would sort of they make like at the end they would show them that they this is where they're at so if they come through at a younger age they may not recognize them or they may not understand um who the person's coming through for so it's always a uh, uh, yeah, I, I would say it's probably the last memory first, and then they'd come through with the other stuff, like the memories of watching, um, say, the granddaughter as a child in the garden or riding the bike or being in the park or being at the beach. So that would then bring them back to a memory that that person would have been younger as well. But it's sort of, it's 
it, it's really interesting because I see my nan now quite like in her prime. I don't see my nan as her older self, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You see your um, nan as, as a, a young woman. You don't see your nan as nan. Yeah, I sort of see my nan, it was funny because she came through with a couple of dreams and then there was one dream she came through and she was like in her 30s and I was like, oh, I know she's happy now. Do you know what I mean? But beforehand, um, I saw her in her later stages before she passed. So, But mind you, my nan was quite young when she passed. So, yeah, it's sort of, it's well, for, for a lot of people, it's 69 is quite young. So, yeah. And whereas my other nan, she was in her 80s. So, yeah. I think, yeah, and like, yeah, I think true. Uh, they'll come through when they're more comfortable, they'll come through as, as their most comfortable self. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because this one gentleman that I, he passed as a grandfather, and that wasn't the picture that I was seeing in my head. You know, mm. I could see something like, um, oh gosh, what is it? James Dean, that type of look. You know, when he's yes. smoking a cigarette, yeah. he's got that one foot, you know, that look. And, but that wasn't him when he, when he left. But that's him at his, at his most comfortable. And my phone just made a weird sound. <laughs> um, that was him <laughs> at his most happiest. I was like, okay, so, okay, that makes sense. Mm. So, but yeah, they just, uh, I see, I think they really sort of, they come through first to make sure that person recognizes them and then they will show you that, um, because, I mean, I remember reading for a lady um, last year and we brought, well, brought her through and everything and I said, now she's showing me that she's actually wearing her favorite pair of shoes. Uh, and that she's actually able to walk in these shoes and all that sort of stuff. And then the lady goes, oh, yeah, she lost her foot, so she couldn't wear the shoes that she loved. So that sort of made her realise that she was back to her normal self, like back to her um, self that she was able to wear shoes again. So that was really interesting when she sort of said that. And I'm like, ah, okay. So that sort of makes sense with everything about how they go back to their original form or the I like that physical. When we, do when we do readings and, and it makes absolutely no sense to us and, and, and you have the people wanting to say something and I can see that they want to say something and I'm like, let me finish and then you can fill in all the blanks and connect all the dots. Let me get what's done. And then it's, it's like confirmation but without being confirmation, it's just the the sitter's finally going, oh, yeah, and when you said this, and then they sort of connect the dot to the next step. It's like, even to me, it makes absolutely no sense. But to them, you can see the dots connecting in their head, and I think that's totally awesome when you see that. Yeah. To sort of, you know, share that part with you. Because there have been people, have you ever had somebody who's sort of like come to you for reading or in a in a in a platform setting that you have a message for the lady in the first row but the lady in the first row is really not getting it. It's like, nope, 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 you know. But you know, like, without a doubt, in, in, in every fiber of your being, that this is what this woman needs. Have you ever had, like, you said, a, a nobie? <laughs> yes. Yes. 
I have. Uh, and I remember there was, uh, oh, I've had a couple actually, but uh, it was really interesting because nine times out of ten, I'm in the right place, especially for mm-hmm. a formal demonstration, <clears throat> for a demonstration. Um, I'm in exactly the right place. Or the person I'm reading for, or the two people that are connecting are behind each other. So one's in front, one's behind. Uh, and because what I do is I don't literally go, I'm sort of starting to, my demonstrations are starting to change and I'm doing some more training with that next year with the beautiful Paul Jacobs. But I sort of bring through information first and then get people to raise their hand. So I don't go, I'm not a straight, what, they, what you would call a straight shooter. I'm sort of, sort of stand here, give you information and then their hands up and then spirit will guide me to the person that I, so if there's three hands, I would go, okay, give me more information okay. before I can, and sort of dwindle it down. That's the way I work in demonstrations. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I find it that there is definitely that person that was just like, I think I'm with you, but let me just double check. And then they sort of put their hands up again and they just go, yeah. And then you sort of get to the flow of the message and everything and they go, mm, no, nah, it doesn't fit right. And I'm like, uh. but the person behind them is connected to bits and pieces of, so basically I might have had two people coming in sort of melding their energy uh, okay, they might yeah. be both grandfathers and everything, but yeah, they sort of, you sort of go, I can't, if they say no, it doesn't stop me. I yeah. I learned that from a very early time from when I first started reading. I would go, uh, okay, well, if it's, if you don't understand it right now, just take it with you because it, it will come back or they'll get, oh, yeah, that makes sense later on because it doesn't make sense to us but it should make sense to them and if there are no then I just go okay but just can I just leave it with you because I feel like it's it's you because you know the strong connections there and you know the flows there so I just like yeah mm, still I <laughs> feel like it's with you can't change it can't manipulate it it's just there so yeah yeah yeah, I I do that when when I've had readings and and I cannot and I cannot for the life of me connect the dot to that what somebody is giving me, and it's like I've learned that yeah okay I'll take I'm not gonna say no 100% because uh, aside from the fact that I don't like hearing no's you know I know it happens I just I don't like it because I think then what am I getting wrong why isn't this you know but I'll sit there and I'll say okay I I can't get it it doesn't connect right now. But let me keep it, you know, I put it in my back pocket and then we'll mm. see, you know, how it goes. And say nine times out of ten, you know, once the person gets home and you take whatever it is, at, as I say, out of your back pocket. And it's like, ah, yeah. And you smack yourself in the forehead, you know. Yeah. And then you know, you know that it was. Yeah, because you get psychic amnesia. And, and that's what we just, you go. And that's one of the things that we sort of learn to understand that even though the message doesn't make sense at the time, it could be the fact that they're so wound up in emotion that they just don't get it or they don't think of it or they don't have that aha moment, but at least they know that that person's given that information and then they can sort of 
like it'll hit them on the way home or something or uh they'll yeah. yeah so and that's and that's the other thing too when people go oh can I record the the reading I'm like yeah, please do because they just they might have psychic amnesia and they just when they listen to it or they might go oh they give it to their mum or their dad because the great grandfather's yeah. come through at least they can go oh yeah Geordie you you're so right and I'm like well I think it's not me that's right it's what the spirit has given me so just, they just sometimes yeah. they forget that we're the channel so it's like yeah thank you but it's not me because the things that yeah. come out of my mouth I would not say to anyone because it's not it doesn't make sense to me Exactly. Uh, exactly. I still, I still remember I did a. Sorry, I'll just tell you a quick reading I did for a beautiful um, my acupuncturist. We did a bit of a trade, and um, I'm allowed. Um, I thank her so much for allowing me to do this. And her uncle, her mum's brother, was lost in action, so missing in action. Um, and twenty something years ago, in the Turkish and Greek war, I think it was a civil war. And the actual area um, of where he was actually lost in action um, was closed off by the government. And then they just opened it, uh, I think it was two months before I did the reading. And I connect. I didn't know who I was connecting to. She goes, oh, my God, that's my uncle. And I went, oh, okay. So it gave me all this information. Mm-hmm. And... He goes, ah, oh, and uh, just tell her that I'm going to be found in two weeks. So I still get gooseys every time I talk about it, and I get a little bit teary. And it was so funny. She was at, she was in Fiji, and uh, she messaged me. She goes, Geordie, you wouldn't believe it. My sister just rang me. They found him. It was two weeks after the reading. They found him exactly where he said he was going to be. So that was just that that just you you just can't make that up. <laughs> that yeah. that freaks it's, me out to me all the time. It's like a double confirmation because spirit told yeah. you this is gonna happen and then you got confirmation that, you know, what he told you was right and you're happy that, you know, your 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 sitter, your client got back to you and said, uh, yes <laughs> you know, which is which is fun. Yeah, and because he, he showed me how he passed and he showed me what was going on and she goes, out of his platoon, he was the only one that was fully closed and found exactly, because he said, I will be found where the last place they saw me. So, yeah, it was it was quite, it was, it was very, it's very moving and when I met her mum, Oh, that just blew me out of the water, and I just went, "Yeah, this is why I'm here. This is what I do. This is, this is the the closure. That's the thing. That's the closure. That's the the healing part of it, which I absolutely love. So, I was very blessed to have that. So, I always go back to that every time I sort of go, "Oh, should I be or shouldn't I?" And, and I go back to that reading and just go, "Yeah." That's where I'm meant to be. So. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm meant to do. Have you ever had a moment in time where you, like, why am I, why do I do this? Like, why, seriously, why am I doing this? Like, you're so stressed out over, over whatever's happening that you doubt, like, the biggest doubt of your life sitting there going, okay, 
I know I'm supposed to do this. You think back to the to the thing, but you really have that moment where it's like, okay, I'm done. And if so, how long does that moment last? Okay, I. Uh, okay, yes. Thank you, because I just oh, just asking them to sort of jog my memory. Uh, it was last year, actually. Um, it it was six months or eight months into me being professionally self-employed. And my husband had to go to get a new car. And the bank didn't look at me because I wasn't employed, self-employed for over 12 months. So they sort of okay. went, and he wasn't able to get the loan. So I basically um, sort of went, well, I suppose I better start doing looking for, like working for the man jobs. Uh, yeah. And as soon as I said, oh, I'm looking for part-time work, Spirit go, okay, let's just free up your whole diary so you can start. So I got no readings, no clients, nothing for about two weeks. And I said, okay, then I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to start looking. I'm done. And then I went to go and visit my one of my beautiful teachers, and she goes, which switch did you flip? And I went, oh, the one that I sort of... Cause it really hit me in the stomach that what I do is so profound yet it's not recognized yeah so i went no i i need to i need to change and shift so i can earn money so i can be recognized and then um basically <laughs> oh sorry i just saw bob <laughs> that's really funny sorry the chat room go ahead bob. You can yell. I, I have your yeah. plugs in okay <laughs> Um, so yeah, and that's that's the time when I just went, oh well, if spirit, if you don't want me here, that's fine. I'll go and do that. And then as soon as my my teacher sort of went, so which switch did you flip? And I went, uh, looking for part time, um, so I can be recognised as earning some money. <laughs> and basically, um, and she goes, well, turn it off. So I turned it off, and basically. Spirit within 24 hours, 48 hours, <laughs> I received like 12 emails um, that I oh think my. was a bit of a backlog um, for people wanting readings. And I just went, okay, smart. I sort of went to, okay, smarty pants, <laughs> spirit. And then from then on, I'm just like, you know what? This is me. This is what I do. I cannot change it. So, yeah. Yeah, Bob, thanks for the for yelling and it's only because I don't see everything in small print. It's like I'm I'm a cat. I see shiny things, so you just gave me that little shiny bob. There you go. <laughs> um Is yeah, there so anything that you have done so far that you wouldn't want to do again or something that you want to do? Have you ever helped um search for missing people? And is that something that not I have actually I have. I love it. Um, I have got two cases, or I have two cases that I'm sort of um, off and on working on. Um, there's no closure to them, uh, and this is the sort of thing that you just, you can't be... <sighs> the missing persons and the missing cases can be... Uh, it, it's frustrating to a point where you get information that you can't really give 
except to the family. So I work on things, but I don't work on them on my own because uh, more heads are better than one when it comes to missing person cases yeah. and, and things like that. So I do work with, I do sometimes have students working with me and seeing what they come up with and and everything. So, yeah, I, I love doing it. And there's a beautiful um, couple of my students actually work with Pam. Um, Pam, can't remember her last name. She was she works in North America and she does her training through the internet and stuff as well. I can't remember her last name. I think it's Pam. Starts with C, I think. Um, but I've been meaning to do some of her courses as well, just to amp up my connection and how I work on missing person cases. But it's just it's a very interesting. I sort of went to spirit, I'd love to do this, and I got two cases within two months after I sort of put that out there. But they're still ongoing, like, there's no closure. And not to say that there isn't closure, but you sort of feel for the families when that yeah. does happen. But I just, I, I would do them, definitely, but I like to have a bit of a posse behind me to help as well. So I don't feel like that's for all um, people who do do psychic detective work and stuff. It's that, that it's sort of, it's like a shiny, like you were saying before, um, a shiny bobble, you sort of look at it and go, oh, that's so pretty. Um, but just really mm-hmm. getting into it and sort of, it's like pushing your own boundaries to trust. And I feel that's the important yeah. bit. Yeah, because but depending yeah. on the, the, the situation, depending on who it is and whatnot, it can hit so many emotional buttons. Like if it's a child and you're a mom, it hits that emotional mom button. And you know, if you're mm. if it's if it's somebody's sister, and you know, there's always there's always some form of connection. Then, and I think because you're a missing person is until the the person is found, um, there's no real closure. And once you sort of get attached to the case, you don't. For me, I would I have a hard time to disassociate you know I'm just like I can give you both sides of the fence but trust me my heart is still in it 100% mm, you know? exactly. so I think I think a missing a missing person is makes it all that much more difficult because you can't you're giving what you get but you still connect even no matter how you sit there and go no no I'm not connect unless it's got like you know Jimmy Hoffa but even if people had loved there was people who loved Jimmy Hoffa so, you know, mm. you, no matter who the person is that's gone, there is somebody somewhere that cared about that person. So there is exactly. that, always a hard connection, you know. Yeah. And it's, and you sort of, it, it really pushes you into a perspective mode. So not in a, yeah. um, you can't be in, you're more of an observer rather than being mm-hmm. in the actual situation. Uh, and if the person has passed, it's really interesting because there's, like you say, there's two sides, two sides of the fence. There is the fence side where it's psychic, so you're connecting on a psychic level, and then you're connecting to the mediumship level, which is the person that's possibly missing that's passed. Uh, yeah. Or the, you might be connecting to the the actual person who did take that person's life and. It can be a little bit sort of confusing unless you're really sort of focused and going, right, this is where we're going. But I did a little bit of work with, um, because I do a week every year 
over here, Tony Stockwell and Probert, some beautiful UK mediums come out from AFC and they spend a week in Victoria in Melbourne. And uh, I did I did the psychic detective with Tony and he gave us about three or four different ways to connect to one case, but in different ways like timeline and all that sort of stuff. So it's good, but you, you, it's sort of like honing in a muscle. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 If you want something so. to work, you have to exercise. You have to. <laughs> Don't I know about exercising? But you have to. Yeah. You have to work yeah. it. And whether it's just, it's like meditation. It, you know, you can't sit there and go for the very first time and go, "This is going to work." I'm going to meditate and go zone out for an hour. It. Five minutes later, it's like one eye opens, going, "How come nothing's happening?" You know. Yeah. You have to. You have to work it. You have to start slow. You have to continue to to do that every five minute connection and just reach out and for everything we do. But yeah, that's uh, working those muscles yeah. is an important thing. And sometimes people, yeah. you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of people think, "Oh no, Jordy sits down and they're done. They're just like, Phew! they're on top of her. They're gonna, she's gonna give me exactly what I need to to know, and there's gonna be no doubt." But what they forget is as much as we want to be able to do that. There's also the majority of the human side. It's like, okay, dude, mm, you know, I'm I'm good. Let's get this going. But it's not all up to me. And that's what sometimes the sitters forget. Like you say, they don't realize that it's, it's not up to us. You know, mm. it's like, like they said, that they want to speak to a specific person. Boom. You know, they want you to find the missing person. They want you to know where the person is, how they happen to be there, uh, who was involved in them disappearing. And, and it's, you may not get all that. Nobody. No. It's, it's, it can be quite it's challenging to a point. So, uh, I just, yeah, it just, it blows my mind sometimes, though, when you sort of get some stuff and you just go, oh, okay. I'll just write this down and send it to, um, but any missing person case, if someone, it's, I don't go searching for them. That's the, that's, that's, yeah. my, that's my thing. I, um, unless someone sits in front of me and they don't tell me why they're there and then all of a sudden I'll go, oh, are you looking for someone? Because that's when I'll go, oh, I'm triggering that someone, like they're triggering me that someone is missing and that's how yeah. they sort of sort of step forward. Um, or they search me out. I don't go searching for them. I go like um, they come to me first. So, and that's that's for me. That's sort of a bit. Um, what is it? It's 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 my uh, philosophy. It's I prefer them to come mm-hmm. to me because it's not up to me to go and say, oh yeah, I know where he is and call them up and everything so yeah, yeah. so that that's yeah because that's 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 like yeah like every other field there are people who search out you know like what do they call oh. uh sorry to any lawyers who are listening but, but some lawyers are ambulance stations because that's what they want to so they think that you know you are the one who's going to go chase look in the newspaper and listen online and see where a child is missing or or, or somebody didn't return home after supper or something, and it's it's you you can't chase after it. 
You know, no. for me, it's, it would be the same lines as, yes, you can put your name out there and you can wait for clients to come to you. And and the only way you can get them to come to you is to make sure that you're known. And that happens yes. for me. I would think that would be the thing. If somebody's, if somebody's, if a spirit's missing, is standing there looking at you and you don't know who they are and they're not saying anything, it's like, um, you came to see me for a reason. Yeah. The chat and share, you know. But it's not you going out saying, okay, here in the newspaper, oh, look, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you just, it's not morally correct. Anyway. Yeah. That's just my, that's my thoughts. So, I, I no, mean, I, I love doing because it pushes me out of my comfort zone in trusting. See, that's mm-hmm. the big word, is trust in this work. Anything yeah. that we get is trust. So, I just, and that's the funniest thing when you're teaching as well, it's like looking at people and just go, like looking at your students, just go, just trust. Just trust. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, but it doesn't make sense because it's not supposed to make sense to you. <laughs> it yeah. makes sense. I to think the that's not our biggest hurdle to get over. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest hurdle to get over for everybody is trust. Yeah, trusting in yourself, trusting in spirit, yeah. but it's more trusting in yourself that what you're getting is again, it's not, it's not about you, it's not for you, it's it's about somebody else or for somebody else. And you have to trust that what you're getting is it. Like, you know, don't call me a dick. Yeah. Excuse me. What did I say? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would say that in general to people that I really know, and I wouldn't say that. But you know, there's other things that I could that I wouldn't say to a client. So it's like yeah. you have to. There's that trust issue. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's a massive thing. We we um, it, it once we trust, then we just we can just be all hell for leather basically with the stuff that comes through but uh, when I first started it was like the noise really got me I was like oh you're saying no why are you saying no and then I would freeze up going oh am I saying it right am I am I doing am I am I not getting am I misinterpreting what I'm getting and then one of my teachers just goes you know what if you get a no that's fine you might have misinterpreted just give them what you get just give what you get and I'm like okay so now I give what I get. Do you have people who who um, come to see you when the the passing of a loved one is is too soon? Do you is there a, a time limit for you, like something that's too soon? Uh, okay, so it's this has come up. Um, it's really interesting. So, well, one thing. You can't control whoever comes to see you. If they say to you, I want to book a reading, and then they sit in front of you, and you bring a loved one through, and you hear, oh, I've been gone two weeks, you go, okay. So when you sort of, you have no control over that. But if someone goes to me over the phone and says, oh, look, um, I, I would like to come and see you because my grandmother passed three days ago or four weeks ago. Okay, uh, so I would sort of test on how they're going with their emotions and, and their grief because grief is an important mm-hmm. thing to, to go through. Uh, there's a lot of, you know what, I, I don't, you know what, if someone's come to me and sort of sat down and said, oh, this, uh, not tell me, 
and then spirit will come through and they go, mm-hmm. oh, thank God. I've, I've had a client, I'll just tell you this, because I'm in two minds about this. People go, oh, you need to wait three to six months. And I'm like, the, if it's a part of the grief process of their healing, wouldn't you want to put that puzzle piece in there just to help them go through that grief? But then yeah. I would go, sometimes three to six months is a good thing for some people because you just don't know how they're going to go or cope with what comes through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it might be someone that's come and it might be two years as grief and then you're the last person that they speak to and it brings through closure. But um, I, it, in my sort of philosophy, it's if you don't know... You can't get someone to sit in front of you and then within 15 minutes go, oh, look, I feel like you might have to come back in three months or six months. It just, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they do tell me that, oh, yeah, they've passed like three days ago, it's like, okay. So I would talk to them a little bit but then go, look, mm-hmm. just sit and maybe contact me in a couple of months. I would not sort of, yeah. I don't put time on this because it's not up to me, it's up to them. So, um, yeah. but yeah, definitely would not, it, it's a case-by-case basis, really, a client-by-client basis, because I've had people yeah, sit in front of me that their level level had passed three days ago or a week ago, and so yeah. for me, this whole, I know there's, a, there's, there's definitely rhyming reason in this grief process and in, in the sort of little bits of things that... It's it's okay, Bob. Good question. Um, for me, it would the be yeah. Up to them, meaning up to the client or to the spirit or both. Okay, so uh, spirit would bring the client to me anyway. That would be the biggest thing because if spirits feel like they're not going, they're not coping. That little reading might help them. So it's. It's up to the client for me personally, um, but I just believe that spirit are orchestrating everything anyway. So spirit would bring a client to sit in front of me. They've put my name in front of them, um, like you, beautiful Mama G, who saw me three times and went, "Oh, I need to get you on my talk show." So that's, for that's for me, it would be both because. Spirit would bring the client to sit in front of me, and then that would work that way. But if the client mentioned that their loved one passed two weeks ago, I would sort of talk to them about it and see where I feel or what spirit would say to me to tell them. And if they're ready, they're ready. If they're not, they're not. It's up to the client. It really is. I'm not going to say, "Oh yeah, come and see me." No, no, no. That doesn't. That it doesn't doesn't gel with me I don't I am one of those people (laughs) actually a couple of my beautiful friends tell me well why didn't you say to come and see you because if they come up to me in a market or in an expo or uh, somewhere and they go oh um, so do you think you can read for me I'll go well hang on a second are you drawn to me first and that's the biggest thing the client has to be drawn to the, the reader um, I'm not going to go out there and say, oh, I'm going to do a reading for you. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. Client finds you, not yeah. you finding the client. Definitely put yourself out there for the clients to find you, but not in a sense of walking down the street. Yeah, don't, going, don't oh, go chase. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hello, definitely. I'm gonna do a ring for you and you and yeah, no, it just doesn't doesn't cut it. But yeah, I think that's it. So uh, hopefully I answered your question. I hope I answered the question, thank you. But yeah, I, I guess it's it's no, people just have to each person has a, their own timeline, whether they realize it or not, both on both sides. On on the mm. earth and on on the other side mm. of the, the veil. And yes. I think it's interesting. Um, have you ever had somebody come to you and sit down for a reading and go, and you just sort of, you don't connect. You can feel the walls. You can feel that, like, spirits kind of go, nah, I don't think so. Mm. What, spirits saying no or them saying, the client saying yeah. no? No, spirit, spirit saying no. This is This is not, you can't read for this person whatever the reasoning be, but to the spirit's kind of going, nah, we got nothing for this one. You know, you can send them on the way or uh, whatever. You just, there's something that you see, see, feel, or don't connect with the person who sits in front of you. Uh, I, that would probably when not I, happen at, at an ex. When I first started, um, I used mm -hmm. to get people sit in front of me and just go, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm the right reader for you. And I would either, mm -hmm. if they're already paid, I'd give their money back to them. Because uh, what I would do is I would at least um, open the energy up to it. And within the first five to ten minutes, you sort of know whether or not the client's the right one, or like the spirit or client, or the connection's right or not. Uh, yeah. But I would definitely give their money back to them, especially at an expo. Um, I would go... Especially with, because I work sometimes at what we call, there's a beautiful festival over here in Australia called Mind, Body and Spirit Festival. And I'm in the psychic room and they have beautiful ushers and a person that runs it and all that sort of stuff. And they pay and they sit down in front of you, they choose you. And if they don't, if you don't get a connection for five to ten minutes, you just go, uh, just bear with me for a second. I don't think I'm the right reader for you. And I would go up to them to say, but to be honest with you, I used to have that many years ago when I first started. But now I just go, there is certain ones uh, probably in the last four years that have definitely not gelled with me. Probably yeah. probably 1% maybe out of the people I've read for, maybe 2%. Um, because yeah. there's definitely been some that you just go and they go, uh, no. Because I don't want to hear what needs to be said. So I just go, no, no, and oh, I don't think the connection's right. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll just give you, I'll just ask them to find someone else for you. Or you go, and if they're, if it's just like a normal expo, I would just go, I don't think I'm the right reader for you. Um, I would suggest and I'd give them the money back and then allow them to walk free. So Because yeah. they have to be drawn to the person. You can't make someone sit in front of you. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, I've had, yeah, every, every person that's come to sit in, in front of me at my home um, or mm. in my reading room, I've had no issues with whatsoever. I, have, I did have one client, though, that she gave absolutely nothing to me through the whole hour. And at the end of it, she goes, oh, my God, you're amazing. And I just went, but you gave yeah. me nothing. And then she booked a group booking with me. So 
think that would be too difficult to do. For me, facial expressions are, are very, very... <laughs> you'd be like, Bob, Bob, you... you somehow <laughs> your eyes... For me, I, I look at people's... And I know a lot of people say, well, that's cold reading, or I think it's called cold reading. Because um, I look for expressions. I look... Because I need to, I need to know if if I'm sort of hitting it. But I've learned that some people can just sit there and nope, and get to the end of it. And I'm like, my head is going, did this actually happen? Is this working? Mm-hmm. You know? And and at the end, yes, like you said, they were very very happy. Um, I did a reading just recently for for a, for a woman, and if I didn't know beforehand, all the bumps and and hurdles she had to do to get to the to the reading, I would have said no. Only because yeah. I didn't think even when she even when she got to be in front of me because it was via Skype, uh, Skype or Facebook whatever, she wasn't in a in a what I call a sit down place. When you're going to do a reading, mm. you want to be able to have sit down and, and focus on what's going. She was actually on a busy sidewalk. I was like ah no no I'm fine no but yeah but I don't feel no no I'm fine go ahead this okay I did it. And she didn't get it, but her daughter was standing there and messaged me later. She goes, I don't know what my mother was saying when she said she didn't get it, because I got every damn thing. <laughs> it's like, okay. But, you know, so I said to the woman, I'll, I'll rebook you when, you know, if nothing seems to click into place, I'll rebook you. Just call me. It'll, it'll be on me, because it, it didn't even, you know, like I said, afterwards I realized all the bumps and hurdles she had to get through to get there. I was like, eh, it wasn't meant to happen. You know, yeah, maybe exactly. she wasn't ready at the time, even though, you know, even though she thought she was, she wasn't because she didn't, she didn't seem to get anything then. But she was nice about it. She goes, oh, it was okay. I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. But, uh, Bob, don't get me wrong. I would validate things that resonate true, but I try not to volunteer much information. I don't want to cloud the reader. Uh, yeah. Oh like my god, you, yeah. you yeah, exactly. You are probably one of the best clients because uh the the clients I always say when I first when they first sit down, I go, if I ask you a question or if it ask if I ask you if it makes sense just say yes, no, I'm unsure. Simple yes or less no. Yes, no or unsure, less information the better. Don't go, oh, yes, and this is what they used to do with it because nine times out of ten, I would be about to say exactly what that client would be saying. Exactly, and you just go, "Uh, yeah, so. No, it's interesting how some people don't sit there and see, see, you know, like you say, they, they go, oh, yeah. The, the pink teapot, and then we used to blah, 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 and then it's like, yeah, it's good, <laughs> you know. It, it's, we, we call it, also call it front-loading as well when you just give that information to that person. It's like a client who just messaged me actually yesterday. She goes, oh, I'm hoping to connect with my niece who died of kidney failure. I'm like, seriously? I uh-huh. love the fact that you're connecting with me, but why did you have to give me that information? Because yeah. I that then just sort of sets a precedent going, oh, I wish you didn't say that to yeah. me. 
And it's not yeah, it's like when people contact you through Facebook. When people contact you through Facebook, they say, I'd like a reading. And then you get stuff that if you had dug into their Facebook page, you could have possibly found it. And they go, well, you found that on say The moment somebody contacts me on Facebook, if I don't know them well enough, I was like, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to unfriend you so that I can't see your stuff. And then if you still want to be my friend afterwards, you can refriend me. Just so you don't think, I, you know, Facebook stalked your butt. You know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because they connect with me on my Facebook page, so I sort of go, uh, I, I, the thing is, if we had enough time to research every single yeah. client, you wouldn't have clients. I know, but some people just don't get it. Yeah, some I know. Some people don't and get it. it. Uh, and I'd be like, did you go and search all my stuff? <laughs> no? You knew yeah. who I was? You got it, you know, because a bit of research but you didn't go back and find out when I started and when so it's not it's not but that was I learned that pretty much early on when somebody messages me through Facebook especially if I don't know who they are you know I'll be like mm. okay yeah hang on a second this is how it's gonna work if you want this we're gonna disconnect as friends on Facebook you know mm. and um when when the reading is done if you want to reconnect as a friend on Facebook, then just send me the friend request because I haven't reached my limit yet. Don't understand why, but, you know, but because mm. uh, then this way people can't sit there and go, well, you saw that. No, I didn't. You know, and again, it's, it's people have to, if they've reached out to you and they say, oh, Jordi, I want to read it, they have to somewhat already have trusted, trust you. But yes, unfortunately, I've run into people sort of sit there and go, I want you to read for me. And um, when I do it, and then it's like, but you saw that on my Facebook. No, well, you, I don't have that. You know, I have a husband and, a, you know, a cat, a dog and children, you know, and a job and they don't have the time, but some people just don't get it. Yeah, and that's and that's all. To, and that, for me, it's sort of, uh, well, that was, that meant, well, not mentality, but that thinking process was also one of the reasons why I didn't want to come into this industry or profession anyway because but then again you've got to look at all professions have different bad things about them but this profession you sort of people go oh but you could have found that on Facebook or you could have found that on the internet or you could have researched me and I'm like but no because then for me, on an ethics level and on being a true person who I am, I would not, um, I, I couldn't do that anyway. But, you know, each to their own, if they feel like I would do that, then they're obviously not the right client for me. But that's just what happens, unfortunately. So, but yeah, yeah. and then there's some people out there that are in this industry that are very, very well known and. Oh, you just want to go really because you just mm-hmm. this <laughs> just puts a bad name into you, and then you just go um, like psychic. It's um, <laughs> um, it's like psychic for me is technically more uh, energy transaction of intuitiveness and connecting with what's going on around them so that's sort of why I feel like psychic sometimes for me gets a little bit under my skin because yeah I'm using my psyche for it but it's more intuitive 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, it is. Well, we are uh, at the end of the show. Um, do you have mm-hmm. anything that you have coming up that you want to let us know about? Um, uh, well, I am definitely, well, I'm just, I do do Skype. I do, well, Facebook reading, obviously Facebook page, messenger readings. I do do that. Uh, Skype. Uh, just the fact that I'm now working, um, <laughs> oh, Bob, you're hilarious. I love it. Um, everyone has its story. This is the thing. Everyone has the ability to do this. It's just whether or not it's your path in this life. That's what I love about it. Uh, So I'm actually starting to work from some shops now, which is awesome. I haven't got any platform events, but I know um, I'm going to be in Perth, WA, at the end of October, so I'm very looking forward to that for an expo. Uh, And uh, also Mind, Body and Spirit in November in Australia. But next year I know I'm going to be travelling, so um, watch this space. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we will have um, to Facebook share the heck out of you. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to cut Gabby. this out. We're a little over time, but hey, yeah. I started late with my lunch mix here. But next exactly. week, everybody, my guest is none other than the adorable George Shoplin. And if you want to be on his good books, bring him some sprinkles. <laughs> All right, everybody. I thank you very much. Jenny, thank you for saving my tokens once again. And um, I hope to see you all next week. Jordy, uh, you and I will talk. And, oh, uh, definitely. Never- and thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, have a great week. And um, have a great fall as well. Oh, my God, it's Halloween season over there for you guys. But it's spring over here, so oh, I'm very gosh. excited. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into that hibernation All right, guys. Yeah, I'm going to go into hibernation. You're coming out. Mm-mm. Yep. Exactly. All right, my darlings, y'all be good. Y'all behave yourself and know that when you see a butterfly, it is me telling you to smile or somebody else reminding you that they are there, they have your back, and they'll somewhat behave themselves. Night, everybody. <laughs>